Today on the ZabeCast, the good news is the NFL draft is this week. The bad news is there's nothing but open ocean in sports after that. Let's make the most of it. Charts joins me from the Twin Cities. We'll talk DIY electrical work and why the Skins must draft Tua. All that plus the cleanest craps table in the world is coming to Las Vegas. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, ho, ho, ho. Here we go! Monday, April 20, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Behold, life. Someday. Real life. We'll have that, that real life that we back. we have been denied for far too long. <sighs> Good morning, my neighbors! <laughs> yes! Yes! Fuck you too! Day 40 of No Sports Mageddon Apocalypse, and I will be your apocaloptimist, someone who knows it's all going to shit, but still thinks it'll turn out all right in the end. And as always, we got to get it done. Get it done. That's all you that can get happen. Get it done. What's more, you got to get it done. All that said, there is unrest about the land, protests that cropped up at the end of last week. People on Twitter getting very angry that the Florida beaches are open yet again. And just some, boy, I, I'm so glad. I Well, I'm not glad. I am I need to get off Twitter. I just really do. And just stop. Anyone who offers a dumbass take, I just have to say, you're out. But I don't follow a lot of the people whose takes I'm suggested, subjected to because when you like something, then you follow somebody else, and if they like something, it gets shoved in your face. I don't know if there's a way to turn that off or not. Twitter is a valuable news feed for me, for those uh, who find stories, dig stories up, and everything else. But the, the, simple, the simplistic hot takes are just, they're just staggering. The death toll is staggering as well from this, and it's sobering to be sure. And I don't want to minimize that. And I know of two people uh, that have died from this. And I know that someone else uh, nearly did as well. And I'm sure that list of people is going to uh, expand before this is all said and done. But that said, I almost feel like right now the country has stumbled into a swarm of bees. So it's like, like we were in the park, right? And you hear some buzzing up in a tree. It's like, wow, that sounds like a lot of bees. Not going to affect us. That's over in China. And then you get one or two bees that come down. You're like, hey, get, get. oh, man, okay. And so you kind of start walking away a little bit quicker. And then you start walking a little bit more. And you think, okay, next thing we knew, we were being just overwhelmed, dotted with bees. So what did we do? We went and we jumped in the nearest lake we could find, like uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no, Winnie. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not against it. But at some point, you got to get out of the lake. You can't hold your breath underwater forever. Things have already to started, to fly, to started to fly apart and grind to a halt and have severe unintended consequences. And of course, the petty tyrants that run states and cities and municipalities, oh, they are on a tear. To think that we've already had a man dragged off a train because he wasn't wearing a mask by 10, 
Philly police officers while the police say they will not prosecute shoplifting or other crimes and that uh, criminals have been let let out of jail (laughs) only to commit murder two days after they've been let out. The fact that Chinese drones are being loaned to U.S. municipalities and being used to then bark at people. Attention, attention, watch your social. It's crazy. Governors banning the sale of seeds and car seats. And then same governor threatening to extend the lockdowns. If the protests continue, I will turn this car around. Mayors cutting be a snitch PSAs, paddleboarders being arrested in the open ocean, dads and daughters playing t-ball, getting cuffed, and now skate parks being filled with sand. <laughs> Unbelievable. The thing that scares me is that eventually the virus will be gone. It's just a matter of time, or at least put in check. But these impulses by our elected officials will not be gone. Oh no, they'll live on long after the virus and they'll say, if we can get away with this, we'll get away with something else. I know that, probably you know that, but not everybody does. Many people seem to just want more government control. They have more faith in the so-called experts and their elected officials. They want that control in their life They need it, and they say, bring it on. And they're the same people that love, I mean love, telling others what they need and don't need, what they should do and not do. Karens, all of them. And they see no higher higher principles worth defending, and they see no slippery slopes that we could be heading down. They're, ah, come on. And they assume the best faith in elected officials, which is another thing that blows my mind because these elected officials, all of them at every level, are some of the lowest IQ grifters in society, both with an R and with a D. And if you don't see that, I just don't know how. Everybody's screaming, we need testing. Well, we don't have the reagents needed, apparently. We don't have enough labs processing the tests. And pretty soon, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a need for people who want to be tested. Because there's some places where people are showing symptoms and they want to be tested, but they can't because they don't have enough tests. And there are some states where they've got the drive-up, outdoor, okay, we'll test you, just drive on up. Nobody's coming because the cases are too low. So what then? Let's say we magically create all these things we need, the reagents, to test up up to half to a million people a day. Uh... Is that a day or a month? I forget what they said the number was. Are we going to have mandatory surveillance testing where we say you must get tested because we need to see if you're asymptomatic. We need to surveil and surveil and surveil and make sure we know where this invisible enemy is. What if you say no to a mandatory surveillance COVID-19 test? Because think about it. It could be mid-June. And you'd think to yourself, and you're going to have, it's mid-June, you're in a state that's in good shape, things are back to normal for the most part, you've got your daughter's graduation party scheduled. Big group of people, you're going to be responsible, you're going to make sure to not get too close together. And then the government says, oh, no, you must come in for a mandatory surveillance test for COVID-19. You would sit there saying, but I feel fine. 
I, 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 you know, and what if the test gives a, f- a positive and now what have you earned? You've earned a 14 day mandatory quarantine, but, but wait, I, well, I'm hosting my daughter's party. Nobody's going to want to do that. So how are we going to force people to do that? These are all real world things that a lot of people don't seem to think about or maybe even care about for that matter. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it uh, hope it turns for the better. I don't know if I, some of these states, like Virginia, June 10th. Yeah, we're going to make it to June 10th while locked down. Right. Sure thing, Dr. Blackface. <laughs> we can make it to June 10th, no problem. We're just going to hold our breath underwater until all the bees are gone. <gasps> Wisconsin as well, until after Memorial Day. Hell, already. You got Washington County golf courses saying, we're not waiting a week to open. We're ready. Boom, we're open. What are you going to do? Jackson's Pub. We've been there before for 97-3 the game. They said, we're opening May 1st. What are you going to do? He may find out. I don't know. The real world is a lot different than, well, here's the theory of what we're going to do. All right, enough damn COVID-19 talk. Let's go ahead and do what we came here to do, which is talk to our guy. And let me see if I can time this better so that he can join in with me. And I think I know how to do it right here. Okay, here we go. Nice. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Come on, Charge. Pick up. Come on. Come on. Oh, damn it. Sorry, buddy. I called you early earlier than normal but it was not early enough ah it's okay. we'll get it down we'll get I it got, down i got i got the i got the the end of it it's okay uh congratulations you can now golf in the great state of minnesota oh our overlords have just decreed it so you make <laughs> golf you guys Thank have heavens. a you guys have a tiny amount of cases don't you we have the fewest cases per capita um, we are a state of rule followers, Scandinavian rule followers here. We do what we're told, Zabe. And we were told to stay inside early and often, and that's what we did. That's all you do all winter, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's right. We're conditioned for it. <laughs> but now so, it's turned, the weather's getting nice, and right. the people are getting antsy because this is when you know this is when we 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 come out to bloom like the like the posies. You know, right. this is this is a this is a huge deal for us right now. And not being able to do the things we want to do is now when we're starting to get people protesting at. At our governor's, uh, yeah, Governor Walls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, I I know that there's the stage one, stage two, stage three, and you have to show like 14 days declining numbers. Your numbers are so small, it's almost like it might be hard to have them consistently decline, right? Yeah, correct. Get this: we have more outstate and rural cases than we have urban cases. I mean, how is that possible? I don't know. It's because nobody's sick and nobody in the city is sick. It's just crazy. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's really it's really, really different here. And that's part of what the people that want to get back to life as normal in the Twin Cities and the Minnesota, they're, they're saying, look, we're not New York City. You know, we don't have 
the problem that other cities have got yeah. and we shouldn't be treating ourselves like other cities. And then, of course, other people are like, well, dumbass, the reason we don't have the problems because we're doing this because we followed the rules to begin with. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But then like, well, how few cases do you want to have before you say, OK, let's go out and do some things. That's, That's right. Like, going to like, be interesting. So at least you can golf. That's the good news. Yes. The bad news is you have to golf in Minnesota in the month <laughs> of April, which could be snow on the ground. So, you know. Zabe, three days ago, we were getting snow, and it's, you know, it's 60 degrees today. We had we had snow on the ground all last week after you know, a month of not having any. It snowed for a week straight. But I think it's – I think we're safely in the 60s. I think we're done. We're safely in the 60s for the next two weeks. So I think we're in a good spot. All right. And believe me when I tell you, 60s is golfing weather in, in this state. Oh, we also have, oh yeah, 50s. We have, 50s without oh, wind sure. is golfing weather. Absolutely 40s – high 40s with sun and light wind is also golfing weather in the state. Correct. Yes, it is. That's All right. right. All right. Let's go to the draft, which is this week. And I said uh, I said to open the show, I said, the good news is the draft is this week. The bad news is it's open ocean <laughs> on the <laughs> other that. side of it. And that's, right. <laughs> that's sobering. So let's make the most of this week. You have said consistently on Twitter, the Washington Redskins have got to take Tua Tonga-Vailoa at number two. State your case, sir. Well, the first case is that Dwayne Haskins, with the exception of some improved play in the final two games of the year, looked somewhere between incompetent and merely bad. And then he gave you just that glimmer of hope with those couple of games at the end of the year. And the worst thing I think you could do is decide based on that little sample size that he is, in fact, the quarterback of the future. This is, you know, you don't want to find yourself in position two of the draft again for a very long time. You know, this is where you go. This is the position you go at to take an elite quarterback. You don't want to be here again. You know, I understand Chase Young looks awesome. And, you know, the great pass rushing defensive ends are, are very, very valuable. They don't win Super Bowls like quarterbacks do. You know, if I said, Zabe, name me great quarterbacks on on great Super Bowl teams, you could do 10 off the top of your head. If I said, name me 10 great defensive ends that powered their teams to the Super Bowl. uh... I hear you on that. And that's exactly the argument my man, one account Rhodes was making. And he's a mega skins fan. He's not, he doesn't want Tua, but he, he's not so sold necessarily on Chase Young. He also conveniently forgot that Von Miller won a Super Bowl MVP and literally carried Peyton Manning to his final title because he was a one-man wrecking crew that day against okay. the Panthers. He was. He he absolutely – he was the best player on the field. Okay, there's been 54, 52 – what do we have, 53 Super Bowls? Yeah, yeah, I'll, Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, give you Von yeah, Miller. Yeah. I'll take, you know, I know, I'll go, let's go back. Right. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll start at the beginning and I'll take Bart Starr and then I'll just keep going forward and we'll see how many defensive ends people give me, you know, and if it turns out that Haskins is great, fine deal to a, you know, who cares? You're always going to have suitors for good quarterbacks. It's not like you get nothing with Tua well, if Haskins turns out to be great, you know, he's still a valuable asset. Here is the, here is the, the rational way a team that is struggling to find a franchise quarterback could in theory go about finding that person 
if only they were willing to be able to stand up and say something that would be controversial and get ripped by the football media. And here it is. (laughs) Here's how you do it. You keep taking quarterbacks until you are sure you got one. Yes. And if it takes three straight years of first-round picks on a quarterback, so what? But teams charge are unwilling to stand up and say, yeah, we took Tua, and we've got Dwayne, and we're going to have a heck of a competition this summer. I have no guarantees on who's going to win the job. I expect the two men to support each other and be pros, but we've got to get this situation addressed, so we'll see. And if, if Tua turns out to be a guy whose hip doesn't hold up, okay, you know what? We'll keep pitching until we win. They can't That's say right. that. No team has ever had the balls to just say that and do that, but it makes the most rational sense. And you know what? Fans would get it if they would just be willing to say, we Some. don't always have all the Some. answers. And we're just going to we're going to throw all of these potentially great bodies of these warm bodies at the position till we find the guy who's the answer, because there's only there are only three things that matter with sustained greatness in the NFL. And it's your quarterback, your head coach and your front office. And if you don't have the quarterback, you can't have sustained greatness. And so if you're going to rebuild anyway, you got to start there. If Tua turns out to be special. And if Haskins fails to get his arms around the job this year, God help us in Redskins. God help us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the other part of the equation is this, Dave. And this was the, the, the dumbest part about the whole Kyle Allen signing is you basically just announced to the world that you're not taking Tua. I know. When if at a minimum, they should have been building leverage for that pick. They should have been telling the whole world we're taking Tua. And if you want to come get him, you're going to have to pay what it costs to go get a quarterback at the top of a draft. And you know what that cost is? That cost is a lot. It's this year's first round pick and this year's second round pick and next year's first round pick and next year's second round pick. You're going to pay if you want that spot because we're going quarterback. But they did the opposite, the stupid Kyle Allen signing. And then they had Ron Rivera come out and 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 say if they had to start the season today, Kyle Allen would be their starter. <laughs> it's what unbelievable. I know. What does that even mean? I know. I know. They're, what is I, this? they're doing it all wrong. And Kyle Allen is Trevor Simeon, except not as good as Trevor Simeon. That's what's terrible about it. <laughs> like, he had a hot start when nobody had any film on him last year. He had like five good games, and you're like, wow, this kid can play. And then the last six, pfft, straight in Disaster. the shitter. Exactly. Yeah. So to me, yep. he's not an NFL quarterback. He won't be in the league in about two years, in my opinion. But that's the way they're going. It's just because the owner was committed to Haskins last draft, they're not going against that. And no matter how much Rivera might not feel it, with Haskins, and no matter how much he might like Tua, they can't do it. They can't and they won't. They'll take Chase Young. I'm fine with Chase Young. I'm salivating over him. I saw him do a box jump where he pretty much jumped over a a fence you know, from a standing standstill, uh, which is pretty amazing. But so be it. So what do you think is going to happen fireworks-wise in the draft? And by the way, I saw one mock that said you were taking uh, Jerry Judy, the Vikings. He may be there when you guys draft. 
Yeah, I don't think so, but maybe I. You know, I think there's those three those three big receivers: C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. I think I think they all get they all get nuked, but well before the Vikings get there. Part of the problem for the Vikings is they've got teams right ahead of them that have almost identical needs in Philadelphia and Las Vegas that need wide receiver and cornerback and offensive line to some degree, just like the Vikings do. So those two, you know, those teams are going to snipe the Vikings unless they move. So I don't think that'll happen, but. I think what we're the storyline that's going to come out of this draft, save is going to be this. It's a consolidation at certain positions. We're going to go the whole first round without a tight end, without a running back, and without a guard taken. And it's going to be tons of tackles, cornerbacks, wide receivers, and edge rushers. Wow. And it's going to be deep, deep, deep in just these handful of positions with all these players taken from there. That's, I think, going to be one of the big storylines. We're going to be talking about how there were six cornerbacks taken or six ta- and or six tackles and or six wide receivers that get taken in the first round. It's the consolidation into these these deep, powerful positions and then these other positions that just don't just don't have the depth. I believe tomorrow the NFL is going to conduct a mock draft That's with right. their various teams in their various uh, Zoom connected war rooms. A, why do you think they're doing this? B, what are they going to draft so as to not tip their hand? Sandwiches? Their favorite yeah. movies? <laughs> Candy. Hall of Famers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> La- are they just going to rerun last year's draft? They say that every team is also going to be presented with a trade so they can get yeah. the steps down of, okay, call them, call him, do the league office, bing, bang, boom. Right. And and you saw the teams are going to be able to go over the clock if they have a trade agreement in place, but hasn't been finalized uh, through the league. They'll be able to go beyond their 15 minute allotment. Is it 15? Is it still 15 or is it? I think it might be less now. It might be 10 now. I'll, I'll look um, it up. It, uh, yeah. it might be fi- 15 minutes. They don't always use all of it. 30 uh, picks, 15 minutes at four an I hour. Think, yeah, I think hours, uh, 12, I think I think it's 10. 10. I think they lowered it to 10. I think they sped okay. it up. Um, but they're going to let teams go beyond, which seems fine if you have an agreement in place. And, okay, it's smart to do a dry run, right? This is all new to everybody. If you're yeah. going to fail, fail in front of yourself and not in front of millions of people that are going to be watching this thing. It's it is going, 10 minutes, it's going by the way, huge. first round. I thought it was minutes. 10 now. Okay, great. Well, I, so think, I think also when I heard of this, I said, well, they want to see if anyone's going to try to hack it. They want to see if Big Dong yeah. Johnson pops up on someone's Zoom screen, Zoom screen because they didn't authorize it. <laughs> I, I got to believe they're going to have that part figured out. And by the way, if you noticed, if, if you've used Zoom lately compared to a week ago, it, before in the old days, if I wanted Zabe to join my Zoom cast, I would, I would send you a URL that was like Zoom slash X7PQ9Y6. Okay. Now, today, my wife sent me a, a Zoom meeting invite, and it was X79Z7264732GJ7QBERT. It was Qbert at the end. And so clearly Zoom's working hard to try to try to get things right. to get things squared away. So you can't just jump into anonymous meetings anymore. And I don't even know if they're using Zoom. They are they are not announcing no, I don't think they the are. technology platform, which yeah. is smart. No, I don't think they yeah. are. And by the way, the, the hackers laugh at those extra characters. They're like, Oh, oh, you think that's gonna stop us? Yeah, no, that's not gonna stop us, but uh, good try there. <laughs> It'll stop me. Exactly. Are you excited for the MJ documentary? Or not. The only thing, and I'll shut up after this, is that there's so much hype 
and because there's nothing going on, everyone's mm-hmm. going to watch it. I'm going to get quickly annoyed at the avalanche of takes, even if they're not necessarily bad takes. In other words, there's too many people going to be watching this, and it's going to kind of annoy me. Just too many people are going to be talking about it? What do yeah. you mean? What, what's the, what's uh, the annoying part of it? Because it's it's too much of a thing. That's all. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I want I want these documentaries to be, you got to come to it yourself. This is like everyone's watching it. Everyone's going to talk about it. Uh, but the 30s, the 30s for 30s have always been that way. The great 30 for 30s have... The great 30 for 30s have been like, oh, my God, the Andre the Giant 30 for 30 is unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. And they've been, by and large, they have been good. But they're, this is – it will still be on a different level. So let me ask you this. Is this just going to be a Michael Jordan jerk-off session? No. No. Or is this thing going to be no. – is it- this thing going to be hard on him in some ways that are fair? And do you believe there will be anything new and illuminating – Yes and yes. Yes and yes. According to the early reports and reviews, they um they 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 showed Jordan in a very negative light because he was a bully and an asshole and Mm -hmm. and a bit of a sociopath to some of his own teammates. And and Jordan even said with a bit of a chuckle, he's like, This thing is gonna make me look like a bad person. But according to reports, Jordan never once told the director, take that out. I don't like that. Which right. only makes Jordan more of a badass in my eyes. Well, good for him if he didn't. But is that to say that Jordan got to like go through the final edit and veto whatever he wanted? Wouldn't that be weird? Possibly. I know that the arrangement said when they allowed a film crew to embed for the fi- what was the final season, mm-hmm. that, that the agreement was between the NBA and Jordan, both parties – could nix the usage of any of that footage for any reason until the end of time. Hmm. And that was the only way he agreed to let those cameras in there. Okay. And he did anyway. And then he didn't, then he didn't veto anything. I wonder if the league did now, do you subscribe to the theory? And it's not without merit that his year away from basketball was a gambling suspension. <laughs> Not only do I subscribe to that theory, but later this week I'm going to have on my friend Brian Tuey from Milwaukee who writ- who wrote a book after extensive research called The Fix Is In mm-hmm. and a follow-up book called The Fix Is Still In that <laughs> basically peels back the documented layers of how sports have been crooked for years. Really, And he believes strongly that this Jordan suspension absolutely was for gambling. And it was not really related to his dad being brutally murdered while taking a nap on the side of the road. Mm, I, I'm, I'm ready to believe that because he, he's a known gambler. Oh. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not even for debate here at all. Yeah. And if you're the league and here's Jordan gambling on his own games or not, if in, in basketball, it's, it's so bad. You have to do something, but you also can't publicly do it. This would have been the only way to try to pull it off would have been to force well, him to force not, him to walk away. I'm not saying he was gambling on the NBA or in his his own team, but I think he was so deep with golf course gamblers oh, that it compromised yeah. him in that okay, hey, MJ, you owe me 100 grand cuz he can't putt. But listen, if you go for 50 plus tonight, right. It's all square. You don't have to pay me. 
Correct. You got to figure on any given night, Jordan, if he just took more shots and decided to take over a game, he -hmm. could pick his number. (laughs) He could could pick his number. And I I don't know how easily you could have bet just a Jordan. I don't know either about that prop. Where where it's scarier, though, Zabe, is is the the flip side of that. Because what you could do instead, you could have picked – you could have picked the Bulls to lose a game and you could have told you could have had Jordan instead of scoring 50 score five and have the Bulls well, lose. That's uh, that, the lowest points Jordan has scored in a game. Fewest. That's the proper word, by the way. My grammar is kicking in the fewest points Jordan ever scored in a game. Come on, Google. 15. 15. So, fifteen right, so, points is his low. All right, so let's let's play it out for a minute. So Jordan owes you maybe not a hundred grand, but okay, maybe it's a hundred grand. Oh, by the if way, say, oh by the way, yeah. this was with the Bulls. With the Bulls, right? Yeah. Uh, who be knows? All, be all different. Who knows what his games were like with the Wizards? I guess I could go right. through uh, basketball reference, but who the fuck cares? Okay, so then you say, all right, instead of paying me the 100, I want I want you to go have a 15-point game because the Bulls are going to lose. If Jordan scores 15, most game most likely the Bulls yeah. are going to lose. I need you to have a 15-point game. I'm going to put yeah. I'm going to put a I'm going to put a even bigger than 200 $100,000 bet. Maybe I put a $200,000 bet on the Bulls to lose. I think, on the money line. I think Jordan would look at it so I think Jordan would say they're not going to believe a game like that for me and secondly, I don't want to look like a dipshit. So here's the here's the hundred grand. I mean, he was betting a lot of money on the golf course to Richard Esquinas, but it wasn't a lot of Jordan money. You know, it was a lot of money to you and I. It yeah. would have been a lot to Richard Esquinas had he lost, but he didn't. So I don't know about that. Uh, you know what? Table that because when we have on Brian Tui later in the week, I'll report back to you with uh, what he says. Yeah, you I, are. I, I'm I'm ready to believe though. You are playing internet electrician. I see. Charge puts out on Twitter a video showing your electrical boxes in your basement you're finishing. That's right. And you're like, all right, any electricians out there, how does this look? Am I doing anything wrong? If I flip the switch, is it going to burn the house down? I'll hang up and listen to your replies in the comments. And some people are like, why don't you just hire an electrician? Your answer was... A, I like to mm-hmm. learn about things, and yes. B, a lot of my followers are really smart and helpful. Yes, and they are. The majority of them are, and they gave me great advice. I had gotten, I'd watched YouTube videos about this for weeks, leading up to me actually running the wiring. Some of them you want to be. Some of them you want to be an electrician. Well, watch <laughs> this video on tape to learn the other ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so it, and you know what here's the funny thing is it, it kind of did go that way where the guy you know i watched primarily one guy who was super helpful and i'm watching everything and i'm taking all his notes and everything and he, gave, he ended up giving me bad advice and in some parts and these people sniffed it out right away and so i you know i, I took video of the of the connection point of the receptacle box of where an outlet's going to go and a switch is going to go and here's the wiring and people were like oh fix this fix this fix this fix this i changed all that i fixed all that i showed them a new video and they're all like thumbs up so you only had four things wrong uh, yeah, that's about right. I had about four <laughs> things wrong. Yeah, yeah. But here's the brilliant part. I did this. This was my first box. The first box I wired up. So I, I'm going to learn on that one. 
I figured out the four things I did wrong, and then I get to apply the learning to the other 12 boxes that are on the same line. Why don't you hire an electrician who will let you be his apprentice? And you can be down there, you can be pulling wire, because that's one of the big hassles, apparently, of wiring your basement is just the physical labor of pulling wire through studs and everything else. And then Mm -hmm. you could just hover over him, and he'd explain it to you firsthand. A, you'd get the job done properly. B, you'd get better instruction than YouTube. So you're an electrician now. Congratulations. <laughs> all right, so good. So I, so I, you're on the right well, track like, now. We're all, How- we're, all, we're all quarantined. We I don't I, I feel like I want to learn it. I want to learn by doing and okay. I don't want to just pay a guy. I just no, I want good. to see how far I can I, do it myself. Now I there, you. there are points there are points of this job where uh, both at the electrical part I think near the end I'm gonna have somebody eyeball it and at near the end of the job come in and go, Okay, you know, you need you need to do this. Um and then there are other when it's a bigger job when I'm like drywall, I'm not doing my own drywall. I was going to say, what other trades are you going to try to attempt? Are you going to try to do HVAC? Are you going to try to do plumbing? Are you going to try to do, do drywall? Are you going to, well, I know you're going to paint because at least you can do I'm, that. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to do I carpeting can't. or flooring? Are you going to do any tile work? What are you going to do? I might do it. I could do a bunch of, well, in Minnesota, nobody puts tile in their basement because it's too cold. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's, that's out. And, and unfortunately, I now know how to tile because I just did my backsplash for the first time. Right. And so now I consider myself to be a master tiler. So that, I could have done it, but I'm not going to do that. Um, and I don't know, can regular people put down carpet? I mean, I don't know how to carpet tack. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know about yeah, that you, stuff. Yeah, regular people can. Shittily. Yeah. You'll put I down bet. shitty carpet. That doesn't mm-hmm. sit right. That scunches up. That doesn't yeah. attach. Yeah, you do it. I mean, because I mean, they need those stupid. You get on your knees and then you start kicking your knee into that thing that right, mm, mm, right. tugs it. And right. You got to lay the things right. It's 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 a tough job. I respect the hell out of you for doing it. I hope it goes okay. Be careful though. The electrical that stuff can kill you and burn the house down. Um, correct and correct. And I don't, I don't see a scenario where I, I burn myself or my house down or I electrocute myself. Cause I just, the power's going to be off the whole time until that big moment when I connect it all up to the, uh, the utility box. And then I got to flip the switch. <laughs> That's right. The, mo- the yep. moment of truth, the moment of truth, you, you yeah. tell your, your lovely wife, okay, honey, why don't you go across the street? Get your phone out. I want you to dial nine and one. And I want you to hold your finger over the one. Ready? Here goes. That's how it's going to go, too. That's how it's going to go. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's just like that. You'll, you know? you'll tie a string, then run it through the window out to the yard, and you'll pull it just in case to see what happens. All right. Have you seen two non-sports sports that have cropped up during this lockdown? One is marble racing. No, but I'm intrigued. I mean, I I think it sounds fun. Is this uh, is this what exactly what it sounds like? It's like marbles on Hot Wheels on like a Hot Wheel track or something. It's crazy. I've seen them on a beach or or on a sandy hillside where there's this elaborate course that runs a hundred yards down to the bottom of the hill, and the marbles it, you can't tell which one's going to take the lead because there's so many little offshoots and there's little things that you know cha- change up the order basically. And apparently it's a whole deal now. And people announce it and stuff. 
It's kind of crazy. The I'm other watching, sport. I'm watching it now. There's, it's professionalized. Yeah. How do you, oh, yeah. How do you be a professional? How do you be a professional at a marble race? Oh, there is no skill component, is there? Hey, well, the... You don't know that. I've got some really good marbles. I call this <laughs> I call this one Dragon Eye because uh, he's red <laughs> like a Dragon Eye, and uh, this, this one here is called Blue Lightning because he's really fast. <laughs> so that's one, uh, and then the other sport, which is not really a sport, but it probably should be. It's called I'm calling. Well, it's called rooftop tennis. In Italy, in the city of Liguria, two women played tennis across the street from one rooftop to another, spanning a good 40 or 50 feet to the street below. There's the sound of them playing tennis. I'm it's, watching the video going, crazy. They, they never miss. How do they go this long being able to being able to hit the ball back to the other person's rooftop? If you well, go short, you go long, you go left, you go right, the ball's gone. Yeah. I don't and know how they do that. She's she's dodging the vent pipes that are on the roof. She's hitting these good backhands. I mean, of course they must have a big uh, tube of tennis balls somewhere uh up there cuz they they have to lose one eventually, right? You would think you would think so. Think so. Uh, now I've got one for you. Okay. The slippery stairs competition. I've seen those. They're fun. They're uh, full of uh, incredibly slick lube of some sort. <laughs> That's the <right>. contestants <laughs> are in body suits. The stairs are soft enough on the edges that you're not going to kill yourself. Uh, right. But you got to go up very slow. And then if one of the other competitors pulls on you to knock you down, it wipes out everybody below. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it, you, if you pull somebody down and that guy's like the lead domino, everything, <laughs> everybody falls backwards. Now, it's no coincidence, I don't think, Zabe, that now it's, it's co-ed. There's men and women, but they're all nubile, college age, lubed up. Oh, it's terrible, blonde. isn't it? It's just so awful. beauties. Yes. Yeah. All right. And I don't. Then, I don't think that's a coincidence. And then I'm going to leave you with the walk off here. Headline: Cam girls in porn can barely keep up with quarantine <laughs> demand. That's the headline charge. Uh, the subhead. The yes. subhead is quote. This is from one of the cam girls. Quote. I can't just spend the whole month dildoing myself. <laughs> well, well, why not? <laughs> well, and if that line uh, if that line wasn't good enough, charge the comment from someone on Twitter is even better. They simply said, "Well, not with that attitude, you can't." <laughs> oh yes! All right, Charge. You are the best. Thank you, buddy. Good luck with the electrical. I'll see you. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, not with that attitude. (laughs) I can't just spend the whole month dildoing myself. I had to think my mom listens to this Zabecast. Ma! Ma! Hang up. Don't listen. Come on. It's just guys being guys.
All right, and then uh, I'll end on this today. Uh, Las Vegas is frantically trying to figure out how are we going to open up again? Because they, you know, they can't just lay down for much longer. They are hemorrhaging money. So, according to uh, let's see, what's the uh, what's the uh, news outlet? Vegas, Vital Vegas. Table game sanitation plan for when things open up at the win. Are you ready for this? Super, uh, there's A through T on cleaning and sanitizing protocol. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T. Supervisors sanitize table rail games after each guest leaves a game. Supervisors sanitize each chair area after each guest leaves a game. Dealers sanitize dice for each new shooter. Dealers sanitize the on-off button when entering a game. Yes, that's the little craps disc that says odds are on, odds are off. Dealer to sanitize the exterior of the card shoe when entering a game and the interior of the card shoe when the game goes dead. Supervisors to sanitize the outside of shufflers every four hours inside to be sanitized once per week. Roulette wheel head, ball and dolly sanitized when new dealer enters the game. (laughs) You're going to be able to lick these tables in Vegas and not catch anything. Overkill? Perhaps. But when you're losing money by being shut down for this long, unprecedented, you'll do whatever it takes to get back in business. And I'm sure they're going to start with just two or three people at a table. And it's going to be slowly built up until it's back to the shoulder-to-shoulder, drunken, yelling, smoking, drinking, fun-having Las Vegas. We all know and love that I miss it so dearly. That'll be a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading and being a subscriber to the full week of shows. Get the ZabeCast app. It is absolutely free in your app store or on Google Play. And remember, tell a couple of friends. We love for this big group, this family of ours, to keep on growing because many people out there are saying, what is there good to listen to? Hopefully this one fits the bill. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. You and me.